Hello and welcome. Woof, 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 woof. Good, good. This is all me. This is all me woofing. This is yet another of your favorite Star Trek watching podcasts, A Star to Steer Her By. Woo. Here we are. Y'all remember, as it as is usual every week, this is Ames. This is Caitlin. This be Jake. This is Chris and special guests, uh, Ember. Woof, woof, woof. Aww. <laughs> yeah, sorry in advance for all of the obnoxious dog noises. Hopefully they don't pick up too much. She's, I don't know if you can hear her now. She is currently barking in another room. Yeah. Caitlin is dog sitting. There's only so much we can do. Woof, woof, woof. Meanwhile, we are here doing the Asar to Steer Her By thing, as we do. This week is episode number 296. Woof woof! Oh, I mean, hooray! Woof woof! Uh, it's a good time. So the episode's this week. Oh boy. Oh boy. This week is History is Irrelevant Week, uh, which is fun. <laughs> One of my favorite types of weeks. Uh, the episodes are going to be Voyager episodes, One Small Step, and The Voyager Conspiracy. Coincidentally, uh, history is irrelevant was my major. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you were a classics major, so that makes sense. Yep. All right, let's talk one small step, because we got some fun stuff to talk about this week. All right, so we have the Voyager comes across a new space visual effect. This is the (laughs) Graviton Ellipse, which was last known to have nommed up the Ares IV in the fast approaching year 2032. So look forward to that. I'm watching the Ares program very closely. <laughs> uh, we learned that the Ares 4 was an early Mars mission. And our good friend, Lieutenant John Kelly, played by Phil Morris, who we've seen before and adore. He was orbiting in his little command module like you do. And he suddenly just disappears, stranding his other two astronaut friends on the surface of Mars for like two weeks. Sorry, guys. I'm getting big for all mankind vibes up in here. Watch for All Mankind. It's fucking excellent. Anyway, Chakotay is a huge fan of the Ares 4 program and basically shoves Paris out of the way to be History Boy for the week. Yeah, it was really weird. It's like, this feels like a Paris episode, but I accept this. Let's go find the capsule. Yay. And we'll bring Seven along too, but just to show her that history is cool. So we find the module and we're trying to tugboat it back and this field of dark matter, which is a thing, it fucks up the Delta Flyer royally and it's all Chakotay's fault for valuing history in the first place. How dare you? So Seven (laughs) needs to go over to the Ares Four to find some space MacGuffin to fix the flyer and she streams John Kelly's latest podcast episodes on SoundCloud where I know you're listening to this podcast so make sure to to like their, their podcast too. And... (laughs) <laughs> They're like really like heart wrenching moments from Phil Morris's last logs and very sweet. Enough so that Seven decides, hey, history is cool. So I brought you back this mummy as a present. No. <laughs> uh, let's give him a proper burial and send him back into space again. Bye. The end. <laughs> I just this episode was so uneven for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the bit at, like you said. Morris's bit at the end, really, really beautifully done. Yeah, and he's a like, great actor, too. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, we've, we've, he's been around since the beginning. He was one of the Miri children. Mm-hmm. He has Oof. a line in Star Trek Three. He's yep. the one who's like, are we going to get a hero's welcome? He was a Klingon and uh, uh, not a Vorta. 
Jem Hadar in DS9. To date, this is his most recent Trek appearance, but, you know, he's still active. They could bring him back, you know, anytime. Get him get him on any of the, the good new shows. I would love to see more of him on Star Trek. Yeah. But everything around his bits was a little, like, eh. Also, so ev- so just, everything on Delta Flyer, or? Just everything. Because it was just, like, I didn't get why suddenly, you know, like, you say, like, Chakotay suddenly is history boy. Which, I mean, yeah, they've had before his interest in history in a way. But again, like, they even sort of, like, kind of hang a hang a post on it. Not, they, they Lampshade. That lampshade it, where it's like, even Tom is like, aren't, aren't I supposed to be the Mars buff? What's <laughs> happening here? I knew all this too! Let's fight! And then, like, <laughs> the plot only happens because Chakotay is incredibly irresponsible in a way that feels out of character. And yeah, I wonder if this kind of should have been a Tom episode. Yeah. Right? Like, it felt like all this was originally Tom, but then they were like, it wouldn't make sense. Like, And also, Tom, like, should have been like, yeah, Chakotay, the captain, said to leave, and she's already demoted me once. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. How much lower can he go? You see, that would have that would have been a great a great way to do the episode, is like in the first scene... On you know we still have the cold open with Mars, but in the first scene of Voyager, it is Tom getting re-promoted back to lieutenant, <laughs> and then he commands the mission, disobeys orders, almost gets everyone killed, and by the end of the episode, he's back to ensign again. <laughs> that might have been better, but yeah, it just felt like there was some weird out of character stuff, and it was like I don't know. All yeah, this. I read an interesting comment from Beltran, who basically like he was so excited for this episode because he's like, oh my god. More stuff for Chakotay to do? You never let me do shit. So this yeah, is more great. stuff for Chakotay to do that isn't like building a fuck, tub. Well, just like, well, like whipping you know, his Native dog American out for first stuff <laughs> that that is you know not accurate. You know, yeah. it, it it gives him a it put. I appreciate that it gives another side to his character that isn't just like Native American mysticism. Yeah, yeah. I just I think the thing that really gets me is just I don't think he'd have pulled that. I mean, the thing is, really, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone would have taken these risks. You know, there should have been a better reason than <sighs> but history maybe, is cool. Maybe yeah. Belana, if she was in the holodeck with or the holosuite with the uh, safeties off, <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't feel very Chakotay. Yeah. yeah, I wonder yeah. if there was something on it that would that could have been useful for them for a reason. I, yeah, like I, even if it just as simple as. Like, I get it. Like, this is a phenomenon we never really see. Let's kind of follow it for a bit and take some readings. But I feel like, you know, Janeway wouldn't have gone, oh, yeah, let's send a ship in to retrieve this. Like, they don't even know the full capsules in there at first. They think there's some junk they might be able to get. Yeah, they might find, like, a small piece of metal that they think is the right one. Yeah, like, I don't feel like Janeway would have taken that risk to begin with. I don't think Chakotay would have. And again, even after finding out it's the whole capsule, like, even if it just been as simple as it wasn't Chakotay took the risk, it was, oh, God, a <laughs> surge. And mm. that's what sort of disables and traps them there. I'd have been less annoyed. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think yeah. that would make more sense. But again, going in in the first place just feels like no one would have okayed this. This is just happening so the episode can happen. Chakotay yeah. volunteered, and I don't think we've ever seen someone volunteer to be the away mission 
lead before. It's always just been assigned to whoever yeah. is the most logical person. Well, you got to understand, they were all kind of, they all really wanted to do this, except Seven, because she's sensible in this case. And- <laughs> I, I think, so here's how I could see, here's, a, I think, a small change that I question whether this is a good idea, because it does kind of go back to, to like, standard Chakotay stuff, but... If the reason why he's so familiar with this particular mission and this astronaut is because the Phil Morris character was like a member of Chakotay's tribe or something, or like was somehow somebody that he was culturally connected to. And like it was significant that he was like one of the first people on Mars and he was a Native American. And that's why he's so significant. And Chakotay knows this. And then the motivation for going in there is to try and like give him a proper burial or something yeah but again they they would have to know ahead of time that the capsule was intact well they do know that maybe they go in initially being like you know we'll just recover some of the material or or study this space anomaly that no one knows anything about that was the other thought i had right so we know that this thing travels through subspace yeah and we know that traveling through subspace you can go great great distances in a very short time. So I feel like there's another opportunity there yeah. to have to have it be like, oh, if we could adapt the shields, because like Seven even says the Borg have been trying to adapt their shields to, to use these things. Yeah. So if like maybe they're going in to see like, yeah, if we yeah. go in there, maybe we can like control it somehow. This thing has it, been to Mars before and that'd be nice. Yeah, maybe we can ride the wave back home. That but, would have been perfect. That I could see that's worth the risk. Yeah. Yep. And then they just happen to find the module. And all this kind of happens as a result. Yeah. And then like, and then you don't have to have the irresponsibleness of disobeying the order. You could just have it so that like Chakotay's like, you know what? We're here. The capsule's here. Let's take it with us. But, and like Seven's like, no, it'll slow us down or whatever. And he's like, nah, it'll be fine. And then the thing happens. Yeah. And then she can still be mad at him because she's like, I told you not to take the fucking capsule. And because of yeah. that, we're now stuck here. But Janeway yeah. doesn't tell him not to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, the, that's the part to me that seems the most out of character is that oh, like, yeah. he just blatantly is like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to, I want this toy. I'm yeah. taking it. It did result yeah. in a pretty well acted argument scene between yes. him and Seven. I liked the argument. I felt that was a, that was, that was in character for one of them to be arguing for one thing and the other, they'd be arguing for the other. Yeah. Both of them having good points. Yeah. And I also think, though, that that could have been done without the disobeying orders just by making it like, yeah, you know, use your head, Chakotay. <laughs> I will say, though, he's like, yeah, let's, let's try it without the attitude. It's like, dude, you have potentially killed them. She is not actually an officer. She can give you all the attitude she wants. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I would say is, although it was well acted, it did seem a little un-seven-ish. I felt like it should have been more passive-aggressive. Uh, the way that she argued and with less him, aggressive aggressive yeah yeah i don't know it, well, felt, it, it felt a little off to me but not, I think, not but that's terrible. her character development jake <laughs> i would say i kind of bought it because like i feel like within the episode it's been building she's like she hasn't wanted to do any of this to begin with so i can yeah. see her hitting a breaking point now of just like mother mm, you are all idiots but yeah, so that was another thing to to Beltran's point, saying like this could be an interesting Chakotay episode in which he does he does a a disobeying orders thing, 
But, and then he says it was very, I don't know, I, I think it sounded like he was very frustrated that it just turns into a seven episode like they all do pretty much for the rest of the show. Yeah. Which I, I can get him being very frustrated with as an actor who's been like pining for character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, especially like they, they give him an episode that isn't an episode for him and the bits he's he is in feel wildly out of character. Yeah. And the fact that he also has to spend a good portion of the episode on his back, would, yeah. you know, you know, not really involved. I the thing that irritated me most, I think, was that okay, the 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 guy has been the the, the corpse has been in the thing for hundreds of years. Mm. It's not like it's rotting. I mean, maybe they. I mean, it probably is because now it's exposed to oxygen. But they could put it in an anaerobic environment to preserve it for a little longer. Why the hell couldn't they wait until Chakotay was out of sick bay to oh, hold God. the funeral? Oh, the poor thing. <laughs> he had to listen to it over the intercom. <laughs> Oh, and actually, that's the thing is, I kind of wonder if it, because they did mention that although it wasn't breathable, there was a, a nascent atmosphere inside the anomaly, and there were holes in the hull, so. Yeah. I mean, it looked pretty well preserved. Like, you only saw, like, his hand a little bit. Yeah. Like, it was shriveled, but. Yeah, it was just, like, desiccated. Yeah, it wasn't, you see the wedding ring. It wasn't decomposed. He looked like jerky. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Delicious. I'm glad they only showed the hand because yeah. I feel like a worse show would pan over and you'd see the mummified face and maybe some skull and you'd be like, oh, that was him once. But this way they like let his face continue to be the fresh, pretty Phil Morris face that we love looking mm -hmm. at. Uh, so that that kind of like retains in your mind that this is this this was this man. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked I like the touch of having his wedding band on yeah. the hand as well, which I thought was like, OK. Good, yeah. good good attention there and like also because they show us you know they show him like talking about his wife or like talking kind of to his wife a little bit mm. and they show him with the photograph and i think that like again it did turn into a seven episode because so much of it was seven learning about humanity and you know listening to the logs and and like that's when she really decides okay yeah i'm with you i'm with you chakotay we're gonna we're gonna bring him home i i will say though that that one thing that did feel like a little too much development too fast was the emotional eulogy she gave at the end hmm. yeah like i mean again jerry ryan chakotay wrote it for her it. yeah seriously <laughs> he couldn't be there so he wrote her speech <laughs> yeah like that felt like eh, that's a little too quick that's Yankees and six or whatever. Take that, Buck Bakai. <laughs> you chicken ass motherfucker. Bye. One thing that I thought was very funny when Jake and I were watching this episode, and we first see the Graviton ellipse, and Jake, being an Italian man, says, Oh, that looks like a calzone. And I look over, <laughs> being a Polish girl, and saying, I literally just wrote down, Oh, it's a space pierogi. Mmm, delicious. Either way. So we we know who we are. We know exactly who we are. <laughs> Anybody um, else think it was super funny that uh, Seven wanted to be a ballerina? I liked that. That was yeah, very she cute. Was cute. She was, what, like eight or nine? I feel like a lot of, you know. No, I just, I like that that was like a little addition that they like put in. Like, what yeah, did you want Yeah, well, and be? I appreciate that it's something that feels like something a kid might think of. You know, she. Oh, for sure. They didn't have her being preternaturally like. Precocious. I wanted like, to oh, be a I, Borg. Yeah, yeah. I hoped or, that I would be a, a member of uh, the uh, collective. 
Yes. Anything but a scientist, because my parents made me decide science sucks. Drags you away from home to follow scary robot men. Oh, one, one like, little IRL kind of thing that I, I thought was kind of a fun coincidence is they say during the uh, eulogy that his that the astronaut's full name was John Mark Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think oh, yeah. that Mark Kelly is an astronaut. Yeah. I don't know if Mark Kelly has any children named John. <laughs> but he better uh, get some. Yeah. They're going to Mars. Yep, yep. Send these children to Mars. We're volunteering them. And of course... Um, uh, the only other thing I was going to mention about the eulogy part is uh, I noticed that they draped the casket in a, uh, a Federation flag. Or, yeah. And it's interesting, right? Because presumably he was, I mean, obviously he wasn't a Federation yeah, astronaut because the Federation that didn't exist. Yet. We don't, I mean, we don't know necessarily what nationality he was. He could have been American or, or something else. But I want, like, I, I, I thought it was like, part of me is like, oh, that's kind of touching. He kind of like, make him a, I don't know, an honorary Federation member or something. Mm. But also maybe he should, they should have like draped him in the flag of his, you know, nationality. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that would have, you would have had to have replicated that. And... I was going to say they were doing what they could with what they had on hand. But yeah, he was, cause I know if you look on one of the screens, it's like NASA stroke ISA, which I assume was like international, international space, space agency. Station. Hmm. Oh, yeah. ISA. Sorry. So he's probably, NASA I mean, I'm guessing America. I mean, he's a fan of the Yankees. Yeah. So probably, and you know, yeah. he definitely didn't have like a European accent. So he's probably either, you know, American or Canadian. Yeah. I would guess. He's got that the Buck Bukai bobblehead doll. No, it's Buck a Bukai Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buck Bukai, who had a pretty good career, if he was, what was it, nineteen or a twenty thirty what? Thirty two in this episode. So, and wasn't he still playing in twenty forty two? Maybe maybe he was new then in thirty two, yeah, but he was apparently already a big star. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that would have been funny if it was a Canadian flag, just because like yeah, why not? Yeah, Canadians get to go to space just like everybody else. Yeah, I think it would be a good uh, a good like homage to like I don't know famous Canadian Star Trek people like Shatner and yeah Esri <laughs> and like honestly oh, yeah, if they Canadian. had if they had done that the entire nation of canada would have uh like made him a national hero <laughs> like because canada has a little bit i think of a of an inferiority complex in that like the like the biggest thing is the canada arm are you, are you familiar with the canada arm no Mm-mm. or the canada arm i don't know how you're supposed to say it but so a canadian company or maybe it was even the canadian government built the articulated arm that's in the cargo hold of the space shuttle orbiter i did not know that and like that's cool it's a really cool thing and they i think there's i think there's another one on the iss as well that they built so you know and it's great it allows them to grab shit and move shit and put satellites into orbit and all kinds of stuff but it's like a huge deal in canada the Hmm. existence of the canada arm that's neat i never knew that yeah it's very cool yeah I am still so super, super bummed that when I learned recently-ish that they're just going to let the ISS plummet into the sea at some point. Some point sooner than not. Well, there's already so much garbage in the uh, ocean. So, uh, also I realized Phil Morris, uh, just another in Voyager's line of collecting Seinfeld actors. Yeah, Jackie Childs. Yep. 
He's also Amazing. excellent in Doom Patrol. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great and I love him in that. That's what I mean. He's still he's still active. Let's let's get him onto uh Strange New Worlds oh, or yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. I mean, him, we got to get him in there. We got to get Jeffrey Combs. I know Jeffrey Combs was a voice on Lower Decks, but but we need we need we need physical Jeffrey Combs. We do. It's not the same. Well, Although Jeffrey I would Combs also is so perfect. Just love Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, so we'll add we got to add in well, I guess so Clint has already been in New Trek, right? Because he was in yeah, an episode in of uh, Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Okay, so he's good. He's all set. So yeah, I guess yeah, Phil Morris and uh, Jeffrey Combs are, are next on the list. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Oh, and uh, you know who else we got to get back is um, Tony Todd. Oh yeah, TT. Yeah. Shit. Who's Tony Todd yeah, again? Absolutely. All right, we're, we we have not actually talked about the episode no, in depth no. in a bit. Should we move on to the next one, or do we have any other? Let me check. Let me check. Oh, bah, bah, bah. oh there was an interesting thing that someone on Memory Alpha made sure to reference, and that's when we're listening to Kelly's log on how things are going bad, and mm. everyone's sad about it. Yeah. And he specifically mentioned something, 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 pilot error, and Paris or McNeil specifically makes like an like a little extra frown. When he mentions pilot error, because Tom's been there before. He knows. <laughs> he knows how bad things can get. Yeah. I really got to say, though, I know, like, they designed the flyer themselves. Why Why didn't they do something to fix it so that the control panels can't electrocute you? Like, how has how Starfleet not figured out how to make a, a control panel that doesn't electrocute you? That technology was lost during World War III and still hasn't been recovered. I guess not. <laughs> Look, there's so many types of space energy. You can mm. only shield against so many. It's kind of like when you, um, it's kind of like flu shots. They have to try to kind of guess which the most common strains are going to be. It's like, all right, what are the most common types of of stuff we have to insulate against. And, and this is, you know, a, a barely known phenomenon. So maybe it's a whole new type. You know, yeah. Yeah. If this, if this be. had been, what was the name of the thing in Generations? The Nexus? The Nexus. If this had been the Nexus, they'd have been fine. But the yeah. space pierogi, oh God. Yep. No, space pierogi, no. I love it's it. just so much delicious potato electricity. Mm. Sounds delicious. Oh, and the I last thing like I know, pierogi. Jake Jake uh, noticed that I wrote down, when Seven is inside the, the console booping about you got these little like sound effects of her mag boot footsteps yeah yeah and i'm thinking that sounds weird and jake says no it makes sense she's using mag boots i don't think we've i'm trying to think when we have actually heard mag boots before on I the mean, show we, we haven't seen we wasn't there we, an episode fairly recently where we had mag boots i don't remember i mean I, so the thing is she's wearing the same ev suit that they wore in first contact first contact so we so it, it had mag boots in that and yeah. I think I don't think we heard them each footstep. We only heard them when they activated, and it went like, vroom. okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, because the outside of the Enterprise is like foam. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I feel like so we saw we definitely saw mag boots in first contact, and we saw mag boots in undiscovered country, and I don't think yeah. they made noise in there. So I don't remember. Yeah, you might be right. Like the first time you hear them, it makes sense because it's like. The, the activate mag boots. Remember, we're in anti-grav right now, and that must be really fun to act in. Yeah, I feel like from a sound design perspective, I will. I appreciated the attention to detail of having that noise. I feel like from a from a sound design perspective, it would have been better if it was like in first contact, where like maybe when she first beams over, she's floating a little bit, and then she activates the boots, and mm. it makes a noise. 
because it was a little obnoxious having the boom, boom, it was boom. it was just a little too loud i think if they just mixed it a little differently it wouldn't have been as bad yeah because i was very conscious of it yeah exactly i think i think as an audience what we needed to know was that there's no gravity and then she has to use mag moots otherwise people will be writing letters saying how was seven of nine able to stand upright in the capsule <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, i like all, all the phil morris scenes floating around those were well, well yeah. done yeah, yeah well some of them it was funny because you could tell that like it was acting <laughs> uh you know where he's like doing like the space yeah. movement and like i just i about ima- i imagine because they're all close-ups right because you can't see his feet that yeah, are obviously where the gonna be is. on the ground i don't even know if he's in a harness i think he was just like leaning forward a lot of those or like they're kind of pulling a uh, 60s batman where the camera was just on its side yeah well i was imagining him like kind of like supermaned out on like a rolling cart for some or of that, it too that, you know yeah. and like we we're only seeing his upper body I am willing to bet, though, that enough, even professional astronauts, probably occasionally will just do that, just because maybe they don't even realize they're doing it, but it's so a part of, like, mm-hmm. movies, so they just go, woo! <laughs> yeah. His, uh, there there was, like, a tool or something that he had that was floating around, and it was still floating in there when Seven was there. I thought that was oh, a nice Oh, I didn't touch. notice that. Well, that was a good yeah. touch. Yeah, this episode definitely gets extra points for Phil Morris. Yeah. If yeah. it had been anybody else, I probably wouldn't wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs, maybe. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, zero T-T. G, zero G, Jeffrey Combs. Perfect. Uh, there's no, there's no segue now. Uh, speaking of Seven getting history entirely fucking wrong, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the Voyager conspiracy. Oh boy. Oh fucking boy. Here we go. So, in the Voyager conspiracy, Seven is putting off playing Cadiscot with Naomi because she, of course she is. She says, oh, I found this way to upload literally all of the Voyager logs into my Borg head while I sleep. Neat, Seven. Go ahead. Meanwhile, Voyager comes across our new friend Tash, who's building what I assumed at first was a space car wash. (laughs) (laughs) But we learn that this thing is a space catapult because Tash is also far away from his home. And he built this contraption that will like foom him back to closer than he wanted to, closer than he is now to his home. And Janeway fair- says, Boing, I want that space catapult. Let me help. Here, you can have whatever pieces you're missing and half my crew and Neelix is cooking. Could you use a Delta flyer? <laughs> <laughs> so they're working on that. Seven has reabsorbed all of this information now, like the floating brains from the Futurama episode. And now she's able to piece together all the information that's been, that everyone else on the, on the Voyager has forgotten by now. And she realizes, oh boy, I bet that catapult that's using the same tech that the caretaker array used is some nefarious bullshit, something must be afoot. And Janeway puts her hands on her hips like she often does and says, I'll look into this, Seven. And it looks for a while that maybe everything's okay. Tash seems to have a good reason why he's got this shit. He seems like just a nice, fun guy. But Seven realizes she puts up this big corkboard with thumbtacks and string and she figures everything out. She says, okay, hey, Chakotay, check this out. All of this has been Janeway's plan all along. And Chakotay says, yeah, that tracks. (laughs) Uh, Also, we faked the Mars landing from last episode. You lying bitch. I love Mars. John Kelly is actually an alien from Roswell. The windmills are making the frogs gay. (laughs) 
And Chakotay wanders <laughs> off to go sort all this out. He says, no, he I, some of this sounds right, some of this doesn't. Let me, let me think on this. But wait, Seven realizes some new things. Janeway, come check out my conspiracy wall. So it turns out, all of this has been Chakotay's nefarious plan all along <laughs> to reunite the Maquis and do some nefarious thing. And Janeway says, yeah, that tracks. Uh, and also something about Jewish space lasers. And JFK is still alive and he's a Bigfoot now. <laughs> uh, not, not only is the Earth flat, but space is flat. And that's why we always meet on the same plane nose to nose. Ah. Whoa. I figured it out. All right, so what's actually happened here is Seven has gone completely haywire by being completely inundated with all of this information, and it has turned her into a crazed pillow salesman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Until finally she realizes, oh my god, all this was just a ploy to get me and my Borg tech all along. And she steals the Delta Flyer, because you can always steal a shuttle from a ship. Always, always. And Janeway goes over there to try to like, talk her out of it in an actually like really like nice touching little monologue. It was very sweet. And it snaps Seven out of it long enough to get her to sick bay. And we get to go play with the catapult now. Whee! Yay! The end. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Again. think this episode benefits. Like, I don't know how great of an episode it is, but I think I, I, I liked it. And I think it really benefited from aging extremely well. Yeah, that was <laughs> so upsetting. That's so, true. I expected I to, like, I, I'm not, not dislike it, but I expected to kind of nothing this episode until we got to the scene where, where Seven takes one look at Naomi, says, you're Katarian. Katarians are in the Federation. Katarians sided with the Maquis. Aha, come here, Naomi. I'm going to bring you to my lair. <laughs> and I, I fucking cracked up for a day. <laughs> so the thing that really, like, kind of knocked several points off this episode for me, though. <gasps> Gasp, I thought you'd love it. There was so much I did enjoy and wanted to love more. But there is no way on God's green earth, either Janeway or Chakotay, would have humored these ideas. True. Agreed. That yeah. bothered the fuck. Like, I was half expecting it because they were both acting so stupid. I was like, <laughs> okay, because it was pretty obvious early on. Like, when she said what she was going to do, because I, I don't think I ever saw this one. I was just like, she's going to fuck her brain up by learning too much kung fu all at once. Nah. And yes. I know all um, the kung fu. Yeah, I, I wish I wish it had been handled a little bit better. Like what what I kind of wish would have happened with Janeway and Chakotay is if they didn't if they didn't buy it right off the bat. They went checked yeah. without believing it, kind of. A yeah, thing. yeah, that would be or, more in their character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like it it plants the seed of doubt. But that's how conspiracies that, work, Jake. And that's how conspiracies work. And then maybe like Janeway does something. Like, cause she just walks into the into the cargo bay and sees Chakotay messing with the alcove. Yeah, but like maybe before she does that, like maybe there's a scene where she's like like reading in a ready room or quarters, and she's like, and you can tell she's like reading a book, but she's distracted. Yeah, and then like she's like, hmm. So she like checks her logs and like checks some of the dates that that Seven mentioned, and she's like, okay. And then she does a like computer locate Commander Chakotay. And mm. it's like, Commander Chakotay is in Cargo Bay 2. And she's like, <gasps> Yeah, like, it's the fact that they just both were so credulous about it so quickly. I'm just like, fucking what? Well, I mean, yeah. Seven had all of this proof. 
that at first they say that's conjecture that yeah, that's something that you're probably just taking a certain way because you're you're looking for the the answer you've already determined you know like yeah. most conspiracy theorists do yeah but every so often like she'd say some specific thing from her list of proof that you could see both Chakotay and Jinwei say oh yeah actually that one that one makes sense that one i don't have an answer to interesting yeah. maybe no one maybe did. there's we- a seed of truth in here somewhere we never did get a good answer as to why they had a tricobalt device. Mm. Tuvok's into it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like that thing. In reality, it's just like Tuvok likes having them around because he likes blowing shit up. <laughs> but yeah, that like so because they were acting so credulous and all that, I was half expecting it to turn out that her last round of download had been so crazy that we were going to get a it was all a dream moment. Oh, thank God mm. we didn't. <laughs> yeah, that would have been also annoying in a different way. But uh yeah, that that really kind of hurt the episode for me, though, was just how, again, like like with the last episode, they just both felt really out of character. Because even the minute they see each other at the same time and actually talk like adults, they're both like, wait a minute, this is stupid. <laughs> see, I did yeah. I did the opposite. And I I just went with it. Like once I saw that this isn't this isn't a logical in character episode. This is a comedy episode. And it's one that of few true. comedy episodes I think is actually funny. Thought like about that any, way, any it of does the, work better. When, when freaking Seven is like, oh yes, and then Seska. Seska impregnated herself with Chakotay's bullshit. And anyone who has any sense is like, wait a minute, that didn't end up being Chakotay's kid after all. That did end up being the, oh, yeah. the Kazon yeah. kid. So you see, like, the, she's getting things wrong, but everyone's Very. so, like, there's so much information being dumped upon you that you miss little things. Yeah, that's it's I, actually when, hilarious. I will say I did love when she was presenting her evidence because she sounded like a fucking crackpot conspiracy yeah. theorist. Mm-hmm. They, they, I used, picturing... um, they used like little flashbacky scenes that you almost never yeah. see in Trek because it was acting like it was some kind of a detective show. Yeah, which yeah. is why and I, I thought you'd like it, Chris. I, I, parts of it, I, I, I really right up until Janeway and Chakotay were both just so on board so fast. That's, yep, that that takes you out. That really fucked it up for me. Up until that point, I was like, this is great. She's scrambled her brain. She's gone crazy. If I could do Photoshop well, I'd slap her head on that Charlie Kelly meme. Yeah, the, the Pepe Sylvia. Yes! Um, <laughs> oh, I love that episode. It's one of my favorites. And again, favorites. when she was delivering her evidence in that sort of rush, like, you know, fact one, this, no, that, that, that very, like, and again, as Jake pointed out, very upsetting how fucking relevant it has still is if not more so the line about like you know any truth you're going to be given is just you're going to find a way to work it Mm -hmm. into your fucking conspiracy you know it's like how because you know anti-vaxxers now you know because the covid vaccines didn't mass murder people anytime somebody dies of natural causes they're like aha the vax and it's just like (laughs) yeah well there's like i feel like this was so well constructed from a like whoever wrote this episode is very is intimately familiar with conspiracy theorists and how they yeah. work because it was very well put together. Like even the uh, like that particular point about how anything that contradicts it actually serves to reinforce it. Yep, that's like a real thing. We're like, oh yeah, where like I've had conversations with people who believe that you know they're okay. Here's there's like some far out theories you know about the moon landing and you know these people. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. I know some people who have who have crazy beliefs. And they, you know, and you'll say to them like, yeah, well, the the person that made that claim, that particular claim was discredited. And, and here is the evidence. Here is like the debunking information. The answer isn't, oh, 
oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, this guy's probably full of shit. It's no, the establishment put out these quote unquote debunking documentation. Oh yeah, they be- double down. Because because you know, just to discredit him. I mean, that's exactly what they would do. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, when people have this like conspiratorial thinking, anything that that you say to try to deter it is just going to have the opposite effect. Yeah, one and thing they did a I did a really good job of presenting that in the show. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention about Seven is she actually does get one thing right initially, yes. and that's that she comes onto the bridge, says, "Hey, I just installed my new brain activity thing where I can download all the logs," and I realized we probably have a fly infestation because I put together all these clues, uh, all these like when you when you look at all the information together you see we probably have these what were they called um photonic fleas photonic fleas very funny and they go and they check and there are fleas so she was right so like being able to look at seven later when she's spouting fucking nonsense you can say yeah but she was right about the fleas Mm. i now just kind of picture a ferengi starting a photonic flea circus (laughs) oh my god so that that actually reminds me of something that's only very tangentially related, but... Uh, best kind. That's the best Voyager, kind of related. Voyager now has had multiple mini jumps. Yes. So they've, what, shaved off 20 years or something 38. at this point? 38 wow. years. I have I have the list right here, because we had that very big jump from The Gift caused by yep. Kess. Yep. We had that big jump from Timeless when they went into the corridor. Mm-hmm. And we had a big jump in Dark Frontier from that Borg thing. Thing, yeah, and then this um, one, and then this one. So it totals up to thirty-eight years plus, however far they've been flying just normally. Didn't they right. also have a little jump from hope and fear as well, or was that just too little to count? I do not but, remember, or or they didn't say how far. For yeah. all I know, yeah. So it's thirty-eight, yeah, after the catapult or before, uh, including the catapult. Okay, so whatever it was before the catapult was probably thirty-something years. Okay. And they mentioned they'd recently passed by what had been a Talaxian colony. They got, those guys get around. They really spread out very far. Were they like a grand fucking society once that just collapsed? Uh, they're like, the slaver empire. Mm. Well, we know we know from a few weeks ago that the, the snake people. Snake people. You know, the, the, Voth? The, 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 no, the, uh, the dragon teeth. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they knew of the Talaxians. They knew of the Talaxians, but they had their corridors so it's possible that like maybe they're responsible for distributing talaxians throughout the quadrant oh the yeah maybe maybe. you know maybe they took some took some uh, you know as as laborers or you know as as prisoners or something and just dumped them around actually the dirty secret the talaxians or the talax whatever they were called were the ones that discovered the corridors and then the snake asshole stole them and that's Mm. why they make fun of them so much they want people to forget how cool (laughs) they used to be it's needless to say, though, like a Talaxian colony uh, this far from their home world would have been disconnected pretty Completely. much for for centuries, probably. Yeah. So it'd be interesting with like, you know, how different would they be? And like, what would would Neelix even be able to like connect with them? Because, yeah, I mean, at like, the very least, well, they didn't make sure it was a former colony. So who knows how many are still there? True. true. But they still had that spice he liked and that had the photonic fleas in it yeah but yeah i just noticed it's like whoa wait this far out yeah, let me fuck? tell you about the metreon cascade <laughs> bad news about home fellas oh no 
And we also meet our new friend Tash. I really liked Tash's makeup. I thought that looked really nice fun. with the spots fun. and the just, funny horn. I had meant to look him up and I just did. Yeah. He was some random. He was that ambassador Janeway had pissed off by putting her hands on her hips. That oh, time. yeah. The, from the Tac Tac. But more importantly. Yay. He was a juggler in um, oh, the Cost of Living. Oh. oh, oh, in the holodeck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Waxana brought Alexander to the mud pit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, cool. The other weird clown episode. <laughs> yep. Don't call Waxana a weird clown. Uh, nah. Nah. Or Alex. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I liked his makeup and stuff. He's a fun little guy. That So this one of you might remember. Wasn't there like a TNG episode or something where somebody was trying to develop a, a slingshot catapult? thing oh god i don't remember like wasn't there someone trying to do some sort of weird warp alternative oh shit yes it was oh my god my brain there was a weird thing oh god it's it's really gone it was a tng episode and it wasn't a catapult it was some strange like point to point thing oh it's gone it was like it's kind of like gone. throwing the ship, though, right? Kind of, or because I meant to again. I meant it was to like look the B plot of some weird thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of yeah. There's been multiple episodes of TNG where it's there's like scientists that are doing some crazy experiment. Like there's the one with the Ferengi scientist. Is that the one? The Ferengi no, scientist the Ferengi... was going into the sun. That's yeah. right. He was building the shield for the sun. Uh, there was the one with the traveler. Uh, that was like a weird warp yeah, thing. Yeah, that, well, that, that was just... Modifying uh, the core. Yeah. yeah, that was doing modifications. This was like somebody that... I don't even think they were Starfleet. It was like some other dude was like developing a new propulsion system. Yeah, but there was some other A-plot that took away and we ended up not understanding what was going on. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, but I, I, so know, I, was, I don't know if I'm going to find it quickly either, so. Neither, yeah, but it did exist. I'm not completely daft. Yeah, there was something. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, so mm. that, yeah. But yeah, I definitely got, I was like, haven't we seen this before? Really, that's what they should be doing now, is just going to worlds and finding people willing to build them catapults and just build a series of them. I don't know. It seems like it required a lot of resources and time. I feel like at that point, yeah, I know. Just flying along, you'll find something randomly on the side of the road that'll get you there faster. Probably. Well, I mean, if this thing had been taken up to its logical conclusion, like because it's if it's the same technology that the caretaker uses, that pulled them literally across the galaxy. I mean, they could if it was improved, it could potentially get them all the way back home in a single shot. Yeah, I think the um. The issue really, it sounded like, was just that the power source needed was too elaborate. Yeah, I wonder what it is about, what was it, Tetrion? Was that the, the word they were using? Yeah. Yeah, the Tetrion radiation, like, we haven't heard too much about Tetrions. I feel like it's come up, the term has been used before, but I don't think we know a lot about it. But it sounds like not only is it rare, it's also maybe volatile or dangerous. Because he, he didn't want to tell them that he had it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was, yeah, it was the rarity. He was like, people would basically try to steal it from me. Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised this yeah. guy hasn't been attacked up the wazoo as it is. One mm. of the things that the, uh, in the whole conspiracy plot that I appreciated that the writers did was, so Seven, when she's looking at the log from the caretaker event, she sees that 
that little know, blue flash. Yeah, that little blue flash. And she's like, and it looks, it does look like a, a tractor beam. Yep. And it's never explained. Like, they never go back in the show to be like, no, no, that's this. It was a tractor beam, but it came from this or it was something, you know, they never, or, you know, it was wasn't a tractor that beam. That got on the lens. Yeah, exactly. It was, and I love that they did that because so many conspiracy, like real life conspiracy theories hinge on like a single frame. Like I think of like the Zapruder film and the yeah. Badge Man and it's just like, yeah, it's a blob squatch, right? You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> blob you know, squatch. That, no, that's like, that's an actual term I that, like that, it, that people use. I love for like, it. Like people look at all these pictures of Sasquatch, you know, supposed pictures of Sasquatch. I want that on a t-shirt, but it's just a blob. Yeah, and they're just always just out of focus blobs. (laughs) But like human beings are like pre-wired to find with with like pattern pattern recognition. So it's like, yeah, you see something that that could be. That's why we look at the clouds all the time and say, "I look, there's a whale. It's always a whale." Yeah, no, it's usually it's usually a cock. (laughs) 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 Sorry, shows what's on our minds. Yeah, Um, rooster, exactly. Of course. Yeah, so like we're hardwired to to identify patterns, so it's not surprising that we'll see something that yeah, okay, that does look kind of like a tractor beam. It's got to be a tractor beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did it with that. Like I, I like that they did that they resisted the urge to like try to explain all of the all of the things that that Seven found. Yeah, because th- it's conspiracy thinking. There is no logical explanation to it. Like it doesn't matter what that was. You know, like they could have or like. Another piece that I liked is that there's always like kernels of truth to things too. So the yeah. fact that that there actually was a Cardassian ship mm. and it, that the same Cardassian ship was found destroyed in the Badlands. Badlands. Mm-hmm. I'm like that is actually kind of interesting. And like that so that's a kernel of truth in this whole thing. And so there was Cardassians that we know were there at the caretaker and that were also destroyed in the Badlands, so they must have been sent back. And maybe there, like, maybe there is some kind of thing going on here. Maybe Seska was aware of that. And maybe she got the Maquis because she wanted to get the thing. You know, I don't know. Here's here's where all of that falls to pieces. Because if the caretaker had brought a Cardassian ship out to him to find, to find his mate, how the fuck do you not pick a handsome Cardassian? Yeah. That's how we know. It's because he wasn't then married to Gul Dukat. Here's my yeah. perfect mate. It's Gul Dukat. I mean, the problem is if you specifically need genetic compatibility, oh, that might have been okay. the issue. I don't know. Humans turn into reptiles. Cardassians mm-hmm. are basically lizardy reptiles, something or others. I, this maybe... just proves that caretakers are one of the few major races in the galaxy not evolved from the potato people. Hmm. There you go. No, they're crabs. <laughs> Crab people. Everything is crab. That's what that's what it becomes eventually, from crab to caretaker. Speaking of sexy, sexy romances, mm-hmm. we have a couple different little breakfasts between Chakotay and Janeway. And the oh, fi- yeah, these are back. The I thought final you said sexy one, breakfast. I thought you said sexy romance. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, the final one actually, like, it was a very cute little breakfast. And the final line of the episode. You didn't poison the coffee, did you? Not any more than I usually do. I wrote down, oh shit, I see why people ship them now. That was very cute. (laughs) I liked her mugs. Mm. Nice little metal frame around a glass mug. Yeah, that was was a fun scene. I do wish they'd be more consistent with those, because those scenes do tend to be fun when they pop up. That's true. But they're pretty rare. It's it's because they don't want the shippers shipping them. (laughs) 
Mm, fair enough. But they still are like, but we needed the captain and the first officer to get along. Yeah, and and like, and they have definitely like the writers have only themselves to blame because they have seeded romance between them. Yeah, every now and again, right? So like, if they hadn't done that in the past. I don't know that I would have read that scene in a... I mean, I didn't actually read that scene in this episode in a romantic way, but I don't, I, I could see how people could. Oh, it's just because they I, have such chemistry. Like, they're both very, Yeah, very they have really sweet. good chemistry, and I just wish that, like, in the past they had never tried to seed that yeah. romance idea, because I think that, it, it does a disservice to both characters. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't... I, I like the idea that they're professional colleagues and friends. Like, if there's if there's a man and a woman on a show, they don't have to bone uh Please. jake this is tv in the 90s it was federal law uh, <laughs> yeah it was signed into law by nixon in like 68 yep there you if go there a man and a woman on tv they got a bone yikes does the fact that um janeway has apparently altered course 263 times sound too low or too high sounds high it it seemed Perfectly reasonable. It's like a fucking course. These people. <laughs> fucking Starfleet. Because if we figure they're there, like, what? They've been traveling for, like, five years? Five years, yeah. So that's, like, 50, 60 times a year? Somewhere between 50 and 60? T- I don't know how to math. It's 50, somewhere over 50 times a year. It yeah, just so seems like, like once a, a week. But, like, what is considered altering course? Like, go look at that going, nebula. Go slightly hey. left to avoid an asteroid. Hey, this guy has a catapult. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess I just mean, like, when I'm driving, I probably, you know, alter course 246 times, but that's because you lane change and. I yeah, mean, but I think she was specifically saying, like, alter course in the name of exploration to, like, go oh, check something out. And she out. definitely hasn't done it that many times. That seems way too much. It's also possible that because, you know, Seven is being crazy at this point, she was, in fact, just adding up, like, every course adjustment. Yeah, maybe. Mm. They changed our course by 0.03 degrees. <laughs> well, as, as you know, as they point out in Airplane 2, the sequel, a very minor adjustment in space equates to thousands of yep. miles. Yep. Yeah, that's true. We should do that movie. Airplane 2. Forward. Yeah, well, it's got Shatner, so. Oh, oh God, and it's in space. And it's in space. Shit, Jake, Jake found a new thing. All right, but, I would be willing. I've never seen it, I so. mean, here's the thing. Uh, it well, here's doesn't the hold up to a pl- airplane Oh, one. no, I know. Yeah. I've heard it's not it's good basically, at all. It's basically just most of the same jokes recycled. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it, you've seen Airplane 1, so you've seen Airplane 2. Like, it's Airplane 1 plus Shatner. Is Leslie Nielsen in it? Oh, yeah. No. Then what's there, the point? There's clips. There's clips of him. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Yeah. Well, I'd still watch it for this yeah, show. Yeah, it's still, it's still watchable. I've watched, I've watched worse yeah, things true. for this show, like uh, TAS, the entire <laughs> series of TAS. Got nothing. All right. Uh, so, in, I, I, I picked this for a reason, and I forget what it was, but I also realized, so in One Small Step, we saw Seven in her EV suit with the mag boots yeah. and everything. Woo! So that means... Boots. That means our blogtivity this week, we're looking at all the EV suits from Star Trek. All right, so EV suits, we see tons of them. Uh, I didn't include this when we did our all, all of our various let's just look at uniform stuff because it makes more sense now. So we're doing it now. So we're going to start out looking at EV suits. You can follow along on our Tumblr page where all these images are going to be on, on our blog, sshbpodcast.com. Follow along, pick your favorite EV suit. We're going to start with 
the TOS EV suits that we saw in Tholian Web. Oh, boy. These are are top. These are my top pick. They are so They're so camp. They're the campiest ones. I love this little Shatner action figure, though. Oh, yeah, there's an action figure that has a pretty good uh, way that they they portray all the different tubes and shit on it. I just love how colorful these things are. Yeah, yeah. You've got every, uh, you got all the departments represented. Where's I don't see, there's no, there's no gold though. In oh, the yeah, action no, figure, yeah, the action figure, the colors are a little wrong because they're supposed to be purple, yeah. it looks like. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's purple, orange, and blue. So, yeah, I was looking at the action figure. Uh, I don't know, I find these absolutely delightful because it looks just like, you know, just a normal spandexy suit that someone created yeah. and just attached a whole bunch of weird tubes to... With this big, almost like a beekeeper's helmet. What I love is, like, it has this huge window, so you could see up and in front of you really well, but it still destroys your peripheral vision. Yeah, and looking yes. down. You can't look down. I also down. love that that there's that weird attachment next to the helmet that is not part of the helmet, but part of the shoulder array, so when you take the helmet off, it's just sticking up next to your face. <laughs> And that's definitely not just the action figure, because remember in the episode, at some point, somebody does take their helmet off, and it's like that. Mm-hmm. It is it is bonkers. It almost looks kind of, it looks like a whiteout pen, this whole thing. A little bit. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, sort of does. I don't know. They made, they made it for one episode, and I feel robbed, because I wanted to see these things all the time. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Moving on. And I'm including these because I find it hilarious, because in TAS, they, did, they went a different route. Because all they did in TAS... Oh because, my god, I forgot about this. Because they, they're they not going to animate new costumes in TAS. Yeah, what do you no. think they are? Animators or something? I mean, they did have to add those crazy belts. Yeah, so they added the belts that just drew like a little highlighter like around your body. So that you could say, oh, you're protected from the vacuum of space because you're in this little bubble. I mean, to be honest, though... I feel like that's how the spacesuits would be in Star Trek. Like, it would just be a personal force field generator. Because we know that on the ship, when there's a hull breach, there's emergency force fields that pop up so that you don't get that get blown out. So I feel like it would make sense that they would have some kind of, like, maybe not a belt, but like a personal force field generator. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting sci-fi idea. But just the fact that we only see it in TAS specifically for the animation budget and never again makes me feel a little let down. I could Mm. see still having a physical suit, even if you had this technology, because I feel like a suit's maybe a little more reliable. Yeah, yeah, your your batteries die. Yeah, I was going to say, all you need (laughs) is a low battery to fuck up your whole day. Or one of the weird and seemingly endless random space bullshits that knocks out power. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a strong gust of wind. (laughs) Yeah. Curse you, space bullshits. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to include these, even though they're not really spacesuits, but it's still fucking hilarious. Yeah, God, I had scrubbed this from my memory like much (laughs) of that fucking show. Uh, jumping forward to the TOS films, we see Spock in TMP adon this like gigantic orange bubble suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see Chekhov in Twok in kind of like the nice corduroy version of it. Well, I think those are just the ones from TMP slightly. Like they added the handle so Khan could pick him up. 
But I think it's basically the same. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, imagine the same. It's the, I imagine it's the same prop. I do yeah. like that uh, Chekhov got his special edition color one, though. I like that. Mm. Well, or yeah. I guess I guess the orange could be the special edition, but I choose to believe that Chekhov sprung, instead of an extra ham sandwich, was like, no, I look good in brown. It brings out my eyes. Aww. Yeah. Also, yeah. this this still here is definitely him going, oh, no. Botany <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> But yeah, these ones certainly feel a little more like we actually looked at real spacesuits and then tried to make them seem futury by making them less bulky, but still looking a bit more solid. They look a bit sense. a bit derpy because they don't get to have a neck, so they just True. look kind of stubby. Well, it's it's but not that's... just that they look like wood paneled. Uh... <laughs> Like, uh, what do you call them? Station wagons from the 70s. Well, like, check out, they both just look like they're wood paneled, like, uh, Chevy, whatever. That's because these are from 1979. Well, what's interesting, right? So, like, the Spock one makes sense because, so, so like, NASA, for example, you know, they have regular spacesuits that are for just, like, walking on the moon or going outside while you're tethered. But there's also the extravehicular mobility suit yeah. that that ha- that lets that has like its own little propulsion so that you can kind of float around, and that's what Spock's doing. He's outside the yeah. ship just flying freely in space. So it kind of makes sense that he has this big fucking pack on mm-hmm. because it's got its own little, little propulsion thruster. system. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Chekhov, like I feel like it didn't need to be that bulky for Chekhov. Now, obviously, well, that, they already had the costume, so yeah, that's, we're that's what use it comes it. down to. Is there was a much lower budget on Twalk. They were just going like, to just... they were going to just surround them in a little purple line or a little yellow line, but they yeah. but they didn't make any sense. They could have totally just dug <laughs> some of the uh, TOS orange glittery hazmat suits out of storage mm. and used those. Hmm. Yeah, because it was more a hazmat than a space situation. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Khan and his people like you can you can breathe out there. Yeah, they were just being careful. Hmm. But yeah, considering it's 79, we're lucky they're orange and white instead of orange and avocado fucking green. Yum. <laughs> what color was, um, was it Terrell? His was the red one. Yeah, his, okay. was, his, his was, was Spock's. His was Spock's, okay. They probably just yeah, reused he, the same freaking costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chekhov had Shatner's. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so used to seeing this uh, this costume that it just, it's, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, what they, that's what they'd wear. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump forward. I forget why I'm doing it in this order, but I am. Oh, because Generations came first. Yes, because Generations, we see the orbital skydiving suits from the cutscene in which Kirk did some skydiving, but that we do get to see in Voyager. So I I think it's worth including because I also think it is very, very pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah, it's fun. You can kind of you get the sense that the, you know. The tiling is probably inspired by the actual tiling they have on, like, the bottom of the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Just looks like, like you can break into atmosphere in this thing without burning yourself up because the suit does that. Yeah. You look kind of like a stained glass window. A little bit, a little bit. I was thinking you look like a mosaic, yeah, it's cool. but it's I'll cool take it. cool looking. It doesn't look very practical um, from, like, like, wearing it around. But I guess yeah, for its for its stated purpose of jumping from space. I mean, I think I any kind of even like real skydiving gear, like you're only gonna wear it to skydive. Yeah, true, true. Speak for yourself. I look <laughs> badass in my skydiving suit. Fair, fair. 
But yeah, you know, it's not like, you know, like motorcycle riding gear or something where it's like, on the one hand, it's mostly for protection, but also realistically, you might walk around it in a bit, so it needs to kind of walk that line, whereas this is like, you wear this for one very specific purpose and then take mm. it off. Yeah, once you're on the ground, you just rip yourself out of it. Yeah. You push a button and all the tiles explode off. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. was hoping maybe it would have like one of those Velcro rip uh, seams, like a uh, like something from Magic Mike. Ah. Oh man, I was I was gonna go with wrestling, but you went you went from to Magic Mike. Thank you, Caitlin. Well, you know, or wrestling, either way, yeah, it yeah. could be Hulkamania. Yeah, I also think Torres rocks it. Like she looks really yeah. cute. Oh yeah, she looks fab. I love the boots, but the boots oh, yeah. like yeah. in the picture of Bolana. That's like the the picture from um your game there. Oh, Ames. Uh, timelines. It almost looks like the bottom part of the boot is a croc. <laughs> it's like a croc with like hockey shin guards or something. Is hockey shin guards a thing? Um, maybe I mean soccer shin guards, but either way, it's giving me crocs with shin guards vibes and I'm here for it. I think they do have shin guards. Well, I mean, oh, actually, you know what? It's just the goalie. Does. The goalie has those big ass goalie has things, goalie but this pads. doesn't look like goalie pads, yeah. though. The, the regular players Not might have enough. shin they guards under their, under their trousers or something. Socks. Mm. Oh, that's right. They wear those big fucking socks, don't mm-hmm. they? Big fucking right, socks. Right, 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 right. Yeah, my, my brother used to play hockey. There were there are a lot of pieces of equipment you need to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's an extraordinary amount of padding. Including a rink. Yeah, you need, we keep that in your duffel bag. <laughs> and it. Oh, God. Okay, moving forward. Uh, we're going to jump to more stuff from the series, but we first see these uh, costumes in First Contact. These are the EV suits that we see in First Contact, in Deep Space Nine, in Voyager. It's the one we just saw today that Seven wore. And they're very normal looking. Yeah, I feel like these these are, are the first ones that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, that, that looks like a practical thing that, that people would wear. Aside from the it, weird Star Wars chiclets on the side of the pants. Like, I don't know what that is. Those are the oh. controls. That's how they turn on and off their anti-grav boots. Oh, is, it? is that what they do? Yeah. Yeah, they show them doing oh. it in the in the movie. Oh, I thought it was the thing on their arm they did it with. No, I think they turn. I think they use the one on their legs to activate the boots, and then the that one on the arm. That would make sense. Yeah. Does maybe maybe they can also control with the one on their arm, but maybe. But yeah, like it's interesting because they do seem a bit more practical, but they also do still feel like a descendant of the Twalk ones mm-hmm. or I can the see that. motion picture ones because they're like. It's like, all right, so the, they, they've they advanced in tech enough that a spacesuit doesn't need to be as bulky as they are now. Um, but there's still that, like, it's like a, a sturdy cloth with this weird kind of, like, th- there's cabling texture. There's almost, those, like, yeah. cabling. Thank you. That's a good word for it. But the helmets give you a better field of view. True. The chest pieces drastically shrunk. So it, it feels like an evolution of what we had seen before, while also feeling a little more like maybe they actually looked at real spacesuits, too, and... Mm. tweaked them yeah i also think the one that we saw in our episode today in one small step i think seven was wearing a much more normal one i think it's the same one that we see in this image from star trek timelines but i think the one that we saw back in it was either hunters or prey i get those two confused i wonder why i swear hers was like corseted in it was we commented on it at the time and kind of upsetting but i think today she looked well she was in one of the normaler suits yeah. All right, moving forward, we're going to jump over to Enterprise. Mm. We have a couple different EV suits in Enterprise. The first ones we're going to look at are their normal EV suits. They're very, they're really into brown. I don't they know are. why. They loved brown. Trip looking sassy as fuck. Hmm? That draw, what? Isn't that Trip? Who's that on the left? Oh. 
Yeah, that's Trip. He looks uh, sassy as fuck. The drawing of Back Yellow looks like he's fucking 20. <laughs> like, he is not that young during Enterprise. Who drew that? Someone 20? airbrushed the hell out of him. It was that woman who was a big fan. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that loony. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but he's insane. 20 and trying to seduce me actively. I mean, it's kind of working. Uh, it's not doing it for me, but listen, I wish you both the best. But yeah, they're, they're a very brownish, kind of bronzy if the light hits them right. Again, I will give them credit to just looking at them all in a row like this. It does feel like it's in the same vein as the, the motion picture ones. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But do yeah. you Very think these come helmets. before motion picture? Well, there's, I mean, in, in chronology, they're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. But does it feel like it? Do you uh, think this is the midpoint between the slide we're going to look at next and TMP? Because I think the ones from TOS are just their own fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Kind of, you know, like, I think, like with anything with Enterprise, it's like, we're trying to look like a prequel to a show from the 60s. Like, the best thing you can do is kind of say they went, look, that is stupid, so let's just design things to look like a prequel to the the TOS movies instead. Mm. Yeah. That I do think it would have been, I, I would have been okay if they had done, like some homage to the to the oh um, we're gonna see that in discovery and strange new worlds though. oh yeah i know that but yeah i think if for, for enterprise like even if it was just like having more colorful tubes or something i don't know it does have a t- big obvious tube though which the other ones yes, don't have so there true. is that oh the one that connects to the helmet and makes yeah. it like i'm assuming that's their breathing supply probably mm. which is a terrible idea yeah, there's a reason real that. spacesuits don't do that <laughs> No, that's true. That makes no sense. Yeah, it feels like you're going to get it caught on something. And yeah, but asphyxiate. it's but it's great for like a TV show where you, oh, yeah. where, where somebody's inevitably going to need to share their oxygen. Yep, mm-hmm. that's yep. true. Yep. yep. All right. The other suit we see in Enterprise is the first flight suit that we see, and I think it is the episode first oh. flight. Mm-hmm. Very clearly, just based off of straight up like NASA. Yep. Like this yeah. is basically the yeah. outfit they wear in the shuttle when it takes off. Yeah, these like these look even older to me. Like they look like Gemini suits you know like flight suits yeah, yeah I especially like how the helmets actually yeah yeah like these things really are less about you can go out into space in these and more like if there's a small hull breach this will protect you till you get it patched <laughs> yeah so like there's that, that's like another spacesuit thing right there's because there's kind of two types of spacesuits there's like the flight suit like this yeah which just like has an oxygen supply but you couldn't be exposed to vacuum with this and then there's pressure suits, mm-hmm. which is what which is what I think the other ones kind of are. Where like you, yeah, you can be in a vacuum with those. Yeah, but yeah, like a lot of the stuff from Enterprise, like they're definitely taking more cues from real world NASA stuff. Yeah, more I appreciate blatantly. That. Yeah, yeah, it works nicely. Yeah, it's a good touch. We're gonna yeah. jump forward to very different looking suits. We're gonna jump to the Kelvin verse. We have a couple different suits because I barely remember these films, but this is what the internet tells me they that existed. Uh, I forgot there was more than one. Starting so. in two thousand and nine, we have mm-hmm. these little suit things that I know we see Sulu and Kirk wear when they jump out of a something or other, and yeah. then yeah, these are, does a fence does a fencing. Yeah, these yeah are, well, these are, I was these are say, additional we... skydiving suits. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say this. This is the Kelvin version of the orbital skydiving outfit. Yeah, and we see I the miss... red guy in it too, but he fucks around and finds out. Oh no! By which I mean, I think he gets incinerated or sucked into. He does. A... He opens his chute too late oh, and falls into the beam. Yep. I the, the greatest part is uh, I remember when we saw this movie with our old roommate. You know, Pike is sending them on this like, yeah, Mister Kirk, Mister Sulu, and our roommate is going say Ensign Ricky, say Ensign Ricky, and you know. 
Engineer Olsen. And our roommate goes, yes! Oh, God. Someone's going to blow thinking, up. That's it. You knew he was doomed because he was a red shirt, and he's Engineer Olsen. We know Scotty's waiting in the wings to replace him. And further back in the wings, Argyle waiting to replace Scotty. Oh, Watching, I see, I see, waiting. I see in the screen, one of the screenshots that you grabbed, uh, we, we have a, a beautiful partial view of Sulu's ridiculous telescoping sword. We do. Is that what they're calling it these days? Uh, again, again, to quote our old roommate, oh, space fencing. <laughs> yeah, but just regarding the, the costumes that they wear for this little jump in space thing that they do, I think they're, they're just very, very modern looking. They're like modern space future and not really... I mean, they have the big obvious Delta, which tells you what yeah. show you're watching. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of cabling, though. They kept the cabling thing. Yeah, there's kind of like there's kind of an almost art deco quality to them. Is it is it because of the big kind of like stripes across the chest? Like there's yeah, this maybe, big. Yeah. It looks like a harness. It looks like you're just wearing a harness across your chest. Is that what the parachute yeah. is? I guess. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's probably. I think the parachute like popped out of those things on their shoulders. Yeah, anyway. and then they can even, like, it actually fully retracts as opposed to being disconnected because they, of like, course. push a button and it gets sucked back in. Like a vacuum cord. Yeah. yeah or a tape it's, measure. It's, it's, it's ridiculous nonsense, but they don't look bad. No, they look sleek. Like, I like, I actually do like the, the color blocking because it's nice mm. and slimming. Like, that's a good touch. Mm. You love a color block. Who I do love a color block. But speaking about the coloring... Why are they not in their correct... Maybe, maybe the movie explained this and I just forgot, but why are they wearing these particular colors? Because Sulu was never... I mean, uh, like Kirk was never a blue shirt. Well, technically, at this point, he was a no shirt because he was in trouble. Oh, so he just grabbed whatever one was, uh, was available? I, I assume that's the idea. Mm. But yes, he, in theory, should be in gold like Sulu. Yeah, but they I had, they, to, they had they, to have I, one of each. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I think they just had the costumes... They, whoever made the costumes made made them in these colors, and they're like, ah, fuck it. Maybe. All right, we're going to jump forward to Inter Darkness, where we see Spock oh, is in right. his volcano costume. Yeah. Again, a lot of tiling, which. Yeah, say, this looks most sense. like the original uh, skydive suit. Yeah, the, from and the actually, orbital thing that Kirk got cut. That's funny. The tiling and the like orange color, it makes it almost reminiscent of those uh, hazmat suits from. TOS too. Oh boy, I think we saw really in what that. Naked Time. That maybe one other, but yeah, the the like sparkly orange mm -hmm. material they clearly also made the blankets out of. Yeah, I think oh, I think they were trying to signify with the look of this that yeah, uh, you can subs you can you can withstand uh, really hot temperatures if in this thing. Yep, that's what all the orange glass is for. Wayne. Yep, and also cod piece. To I, protect yeah, I was going to say that's that is quite the cod piece. Mm-hmm. The most reflective codpiece known to man. <laughs> Zach Quinto's Quinto's so happy in that one photo, though. I kind of love it. Yay! Yeah, well, based on those photos, they must not. I mean, I guess it make it makes total sense. Yeah, that they they don't have glass in the in the suit, and that that's probably added later because they need to do the reflection mapping. Yeah, probably easier to do. It's probably easier to do the reflection mapping on fake cg glass 
than it would be to do it onto the real glass. Explain explain what you're talking about, Jake. So notice how in the screenshot of him actually in the movie in the volcano, you can see the reflection of whatever he's looking at. The one in the in the top corner. Yeah, yeah. With the with the the lots of orange. Yeah, but if you look at the picture below, which looks like a behind the scenes photograph, there's no there is no glass. Oh, because he's green screened. Because he because he's green screened, and if he was wearing glass. The glass would be reflecting the green and whatever you know is on the other side, which is going to be cameras and people standing around. So, <laughs> so yeah, that makes a lot of sense to not actually have the glass if you oh. can yeah. just CG it in later. And the one where he's hanging, it also looks like he's not got it because at first I was thinking maybe they just took the shield off between takes so he could breathe. But maybe again, and the one where he's hanging and it looks like he's actually filming, it still doesn't look like there's glass there. Hmm. So yeah, you're probably right, Jake. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they've got like behind the scenes footage of this kind of stuff we could look at. That would mean buying into darkness, and I don't <laughs> want to reward them. Right, Jake initially that. said, "Oh, he doesn't have glass on." I was thinking like a tra- like a transparent aluminum joke was coming, or I something. I thought that too. That's what I thought was coming. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm ready." All right, one more into darkness, uh, and that's that. Really? We do this space jumping. Oh, I let's about jump this idiot from scene. ship to ship in these like. Very, very tight fitting little little costumes that Yeah, this looks like they're um what's the speed skating in the Olympics, you know? Yeah, or uh, luge or something. Or skeleton. Or this looks like the skeleton uh mask. I love that this scene is just Kirk and Cumberbund, but the the artist still designed a version for a lady just so they could draw a woman in skin tight shit. You need to see titties. This is God, where the titties go. <laughs> I have not seen this movie since we saw it in theaters, and I am dreading watching it again for this. Well, maybe um, it will... uh, Open mm, mind. mm. Keep an open mind. We're watching Picard right now, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. That just just started, right? Thursday? Yeah. At the time we recorded, it just started. The time of release, it's been over for weeks. I won't spoil the first episode (laughs) for you yet. No, please don't. But yeah, there's just something about this cause, because this one is an EV suit. They do go into space in this one. Not yeah. just, you know, on, on planet somewhere or doing a skydive or something. And something about these, they just don't look bulky enough. No, it's like Caitlin said. It looks like Olympic speed skating mm-hmm. outfits. Like, the, you know, Kirk is about to go represent Starfleet in the <laughs> Federation Olympics. A little bit. Maybe it's what they wear for Parisi Squares. I think we've seen what they wear for Parisi Squares, but not in the Kelvin universe, so... Yeah, That's true. Maybe. Yeah, you're right, though. There, there's a scene in TNG where everyone's just gotten out of a match. I forget what it looked like, though. All right, let's jump to all the new Trek, because there's a lot. Somehow there's still a fuck ton more EV suits to look at. I apologize every, this is taking so long. Every season they design a new one. They really freaking do, especially in Discovery. Let's start with season one Discovery, where we, in the first, I think this is in the premiere, we see this it is. massive, massive bubble head on yep. Burnham when she does some kind of a spacewalk thing. And it looks like it looks like you just went to like a store that has one of those little vending machines where you can get like a plastic ring or something. That's what her head looks like. <laughs> it it looks like they fucking gutted a Gundam and stuck her inside it. I don't know what that is. Oh, a big Japanese robot okay. cartoon. Got it, got it. Like the giant robot cartoon. Cool. Yeah, I don't care for this one all that much. Yeah, the shoulders are just hockey shoulders. 
Yeah, it reminds me of something yeah. like Casey yeah. Jones would wear in the Ninja Turtles or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah, so, I can see that. Like it looks like they were trying to kind of go for a you know TOS movie era thing, but it's on steroids. It's like hyper tall. It's like they stretched yeah. it vertically. Whilst the TMP one is kind of like squashy down, you have no neck. This one is like, we have to make sure there's room for her neck. Let's make it really long. I mean, certainly it's got a great field of view. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Good. Yeah, it's probably got the best visibility of, of anyone. Any of the helmets. The little like cap she's wearing in the helmet, again, harkens back to, uh, you know, the Apollo days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I think is a good touch. Yeah, but it's just... I think, isn't it a mobility suit kind of thing? Maybe that's part of the reason it's so bulky. I think it's got little thrusters all it over might. it. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I seem this. to remember, I vaguely remember her flying through space wearing yeah. this. Yeah, so maybe that's part of the reason it's such a fucking bulked up thing. It's full of fuel and thrusters. Probably. But for something that is mobility, it kind of looks like your arms would be yeah. kind of constrained by the shoulder pads. Yeah, you can't, you can't reach up. Yeah, you like you'll be you'll stab yourself on your shoulder things if you try to look, reach up. Oh yeah, you're right. That's exactly like right. In, in the drawing, she's got the arm up, but I don't know if she ever actually lifts her arm like that in the show. So I don't know if it's actually <laughs> well, maybe got it's, the hinges. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's on a hinge, a hingey hinge. Yeah, but the thing is, like, this is really form over function in a lot of ways, mm. and you would it's think, over designed. Yeah, exactly. You think that they're that like if they were actually designing this. For real, it would be, it would be designed a lot differently, which yeah. could be said of a lot of them, I think. Yeah. But but this one in particular just looks, like you said, it looks like something uh, like out of a Japanese cartoon. Yeah, and then it looks like she's just wearing leggings underneath. Yeah, like normal leggings, and like those, uh, like some kind of kink leg holster as well. Like I feel like you see these body mm-hmm. harnesses that just have like this sort of. Short, short outline. Yeah, it almost looks like it's just there to, like, make you say, ooh, the booty, look at that booty. Well, and to be fair, it is a nice booty. Yeah, but I, yeah, I agree. Like like most Discovery things, a bit over-designed. Yeah, so now we're looking at the Season 2 Discovery space suit, which you can see lots of nods to that Tholian web suit that we saw earlier in our, in our chat. Mm. Specifically in that kind of asymmetrical chest piece thing. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, I I appreciate that they that they definitely drew inspiration from that design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the final slide, when I have them all together, look at them like in the same in the same space because that little that little kind of like funny shape on the chest definitely reminiscent of that design. Yeah, yeah. These are also colors colored by your division. We see Arium is at blue one. The girl whose name everyone has forgotten. Yeah. Non. Yeah, I want to sure. say. I don't know. She's Barzan. I, that's all the I The Barzan know. girl. She's in red. Pike is in goldy, it looks like. Yep. Burnham, yeah. I think, is in silver. I can't For even some... tell if that's blue or silver. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. This, was, this was season two when they were still doing the, like, gold, silver, and bronze departmental colors. Oh, mm. right, because the, the Enterprise ship had different costumes than the Discovery ship, so the Discovery yep. ship is different. There's right. 8,000 8, different freaking costumes on this show. Yep, 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 yep. But, I do uh, like these ones, though. Yeah, I yeah. think these are great, actually. I these think, are uh, not over-designed. These no. are the right kind of design, because it's, yeah. it's not just 
oh, let's just make it look like a, another one, but it it's different enough from other ones while also still looking practical. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like you said, definitely it feels like they looked at the bonkers TOS ones first and yeah. were like, all right, we're not going to use those, but let's try to... A nod. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got a nod to those. I also feel like it kind of has a nod to the TMP ones with the suit, the chest piece, uh, yeah. kind of. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think these ones are pretty good. I yeah. like that it kind of has pseudo pockets where you can keep your stuff on your leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the helmet is the right shape. It's like yeah. not too, too bulbous and not too, too, like, stretched out in a weird direction. It looks like a normal helmet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good. it looks like it's got decent visibility. Yeah. Because you can, looks like you can look up and to the <laughs> sides. Some really nice integrated headphones. Mm, listen to our podcast while you're spacewalking. Yep. Yeah, these these seem to be like, as far as the ones we've seen, they seem like the most practical because you can still move around pretty well in them, you know, and they got good visibility. And, and I mean, these look the most like what I would actually imagine if someone said, like, picture a futuristic spacesuit. Picture a Star Trek spacesuit as well, because I do actually appreciate that we have the division colors. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. I feel like we almost never, except for in the Kelvin verse, which I think was the other one we saw division colors or department yeah. colors. Otherwise, they're usually just whatever the fuck people decided your costume is going to be. Yeah. Neat. Neat. We're going to switch to the future in Discovery. Mm. The future future. The future future de de uh, Discovery suits. And everything in the future just looks like you're a RoboCop or something. Yeah, I was going to say, these look like these look like the RoboCop reboot suits. They do. Or what? like something from Tron, maybe. You I was just yeah. thinking the... They look like, uh, especially the uh, center, the the right the right side of center one looks like a like a Tron video game for the PlayStation Two. Well, I think that is that's got to be a screenshot from a video. Yeah, game. I think it is. I think it's I think it's Star Trek Online. I forget. Yeah, but yeah, the little like the little subtle lighting looks like the this Tron sequel. Oh yeah, because you got like a little like like a V neck collar, effectively, yeah. with that's all lit up, and then a funny little little under boob blurb. Yeah, I like, here's the thing, I, I, got, I, you know, and I think it looks neat, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look like Star Trek. Well, it's it the future, that's why. You see, this this doesn't look like a spacesuit as much as it looks like armor. It does, yeah. right? Like, the first thing I think of, especially because the, the helmet has this little shape, is yeah. it looks like one of the Power Ranger helmets. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it certainly is a thing. <laughs> and like, you'd think, Quote like, from Chris. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's a big deal in discovery season three is the smart matter yeah the programmable matter yeah so i wonder if the uh, if there are impl implications that yeah these look metallic and they look like they're solid armor but you still have mobility because they're made out of the, the program programmable maybe. matter yeah. you know this, on the right michael looks like she's going off to uh have uh an ambo jutsu <laughs> match a little bit i do See, like the thing is it looks I don't know, that one on the right, the one on the left, the one that Saru is wearing, looks like kind of solid armor, but the one that she's wearing on the right kind of looks like 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 fetish attire. Like, it looks like it's made out of, like, vinyl. I kind of wonder, because I know, I can't think of her real Sanuka name. Sanuka Martin Green. Thank you. Was pregnant towards the end of filming that season? Mm. maybe they had to give her something less constricting maybe like, i wonder like hers was actually made of a more flexible material 
Because, yeah, it definitely, it doesn't, it, it's metallic in color, but the material to me looks like it's skin-tight vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look at it, I'd have to look to see how it moves, and I don't yeah. have a video it's of it. It's hard them. to say from a, from a, just a picture. I also yeah. wish I had found a full length of Saru, because he's mm. got the funny feet. I want to see oh, what they did for his feet. Crazy boots of his. They probably yeah. didn't shoot him from below the waist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They do Maybe. still have the departmental colors, at least sometimes, because um, Detmer's got her... Yellow. Well, actually, wait a minute, though. No, except they used TNG colors for seasons three and four. So she should be in red? I don't fucking know. Mm. I don't think anyone knows. Wasn't she... She No, she was like the operations person. That's that's yellow shirt. TNG oh, yes, colors. yes, it is. You're right, you're right, you're right. I Yeah. So, yes, it is appropriate for her. Yeah, it's funny. While I like that, you know, it's got some light up things, I think it, it, it's literally just to show how futuristic it is. Yeah, there's no reason to have a no. light up V-neck except to look neat. Yeah, I mean, if you want to find yourself and your, your your friends in the dark, you've got <laughs> flashlights, you've got, you've got a, you've got your helmets glowing. You'll find your friends just no, fine. But that, honestly, that's a good point, though. Just some extra lighting for the sake of, you know. No, you actually justified it to me. It, it keeps mm. her safe while she's jogging at night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing about the light inside the helmet like that. Those are just for filming. Yeah, because I just think that you would just, if you did that, you would just have the reflection of your face. Like, you yeah. would, you would, that would actually oh. hurt visibility. But they committed that sin in First Contact as well. Oh, they yeah. Had the internal helmet lights. Mm. Yeah, it makes no sense. None you whatsoever. You would definitely have the lights on the outside of the helmet. Yeah. True. But the camera needs to see your face. Yeah. So. Yep. That's what it. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and I realized I should have done this in a different order because the red angel suit was was mm. the end of season two. But we're talking that about is... it right now because I've done this weirdly, and also because it's it's a very specialized suit. And yes. the thing is, like the the red angel suit itself, beautiful. Yeah. I yeah, love right. those wings so much, but I hate this fucking episode so <laughs> much. Yeah. It is a pretty cool design. It's very pretty suit. It's very like futury looking, which yeah. I get. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like, cause this one isn't as much a, uh, EV suit as it is a time machine. So, <laughs> but also an EV suit, I guess, or maybe it's a little, it's like, an, actually, no. Yeah. Cause they, they take it into space at some point. Yeah. Well, EV is like extra vehicular. This should be like extra Temporal. There we go. E there you go. An ET suit. But you're all, you also go into you go into everything in this suit. Yeah. You, it also looks a little to me, and I don't know any of the superhero characters well, so I'm going to say the Wasp, like the Atman Wasp thing. It looks a yeah, little it, like their suits. It it does have a an MCU the Wasp mm -hmm. suit look going on. Yeah. Do they have wings? Does the Wasp have wings? She does. Yay. <laughs> Ant Man does not. Oh, uh, well, there are flying ants. There are, but he but not he, inst he he instead rides an ant that can fly instead of flying himself. That Anthony. Cool. <laughs> yes. So um, Ant-Man isn't so much a man who's an ant, he's a man who's friends with ants. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've never I've never seen any Ant-Man, so I I I just assumed that it was like Like Batman, but with an ant? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or I thought yeah. it was just like, yeah, I don't know. He, I thought he, it was can, he was because he was the size of an ant. Well, yeah, he can shrink down to the size of an ant and he can he like his goofy helmet lets him command ants. 
Oh, oh that's normal. Yes. Yeah. That's very yeah. normal. As as normal as the Red Angel costume. Yes, yes. Cool. But I included that, so we looked at that now. We're going to jump to Lower Decks, where they're just wearing, uh, like, an Apple accessory. It's, yeah. it, it's kind of like if if Apple redesigned the first contact suits. You know what these look like to me? <laughs> have, you, have you seen the spacesuits? Um, oh, for SpaceX? The SpaceX spacesuits. Yeah, yeah, they remind me of that a little. But yeah, I, I get, you know, it's it's a cartoon. They were like, let we we need not a lot of detail to have to redraw over and over and over. Yeah, the one kind of shit thing that I notice from their specific suits, I can't tell what's going on. If they're wearing a weird turtleneck, but it just makes it look like their face is floating Wait, in I their think helmet. I assume that's kind of a piss take of the pointless inter, internal helmet light. I, I oh, I just think it looks like the sort of muffler style neck of, uh, what is it, the um, Twok Admiral's outfit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for what they need to be, they're fine. Yeah, I like that their feet glow. That's kind of cute. Mm. Yeah, and I assume the ones that are from timelines here... Like those obviously are kind of th- got a three D rendering effect they do, applied yeah. to them. So, yeah. so the ones that are the screenshots from the show are, are more accurate to what they actually I'm, look like. I'm still very surprised Timelines has decided to include the the lower decks characters in in its game because they're just the 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 every kind of wrong aesthetic for that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the it's nice nice try guys for the trying to make them look, look good. But, the ships uh, work. But the yeah. characters don't. No. Jumping forward, here's Prodigy. So we're getting towards the, towards our most recent series at the moment. The Prodigy suits, very normal. But I also, they, I think it's the first time we actually see suits for different body shapes. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. They, they put it on rock, and it still works and looks like the right suit. Mm. They put it on, on Jankum, and it's like, yeah, you guys are all in the same costume. You, you are just all different species. Definitely kind yeah. of armorish again, though. A little bit. Did uh, do you remember, guys, from a few years ago? NASA had announced that they were going to do the first all-female yes. EVA. Yeah, I remember that. And they had to cancel it because they didn't have enough spacesuits that were fitted to to women's bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that done, was a NASA. big thing. So yeah, that is that's so it's like it's not just a Star Trek problem; uh, it's a real life problem. Yeah. Do we count, now that I'm thinking about it, do we count Zero's suit as an EV suit? Considering, I mean, they're always in it, but... Zero can uh, also survive in space outside of it, I think. Actually, no, I don't think we see them, see them do that. Yeah, I don't know if we ever see, see, see a, a, a Medusa in space, but... I mean, the, theoretically, the real reason why they wear it is because... It protects everyone else everybody from else. them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it also it gives them arms, which are probably nice to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a slightly different sort of. It, it's almost a mech, actually. Really. Yeah. Yeah. True. Again, it, 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 it's a uh, zero is actually in a teeny tiny Gundam. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Just to, just to shed some love onto Prodigy as we oh, yeah. do whenever we talk about it. Yep. Yep. All right. Last one. Uh, we're going to look at the Strange New Worlds EV suits. They're very, very similar to the Discovery Season 2s, except they've changed the colors a little bit. 
because yeah. they because they needed to change something. Well, yeah. yeah well, they seem to have added department colors. Well, they, yeah, but they and they changed like they the other ones the the fabricy bar- pit bits of the suit were the department colors. Yeah, and yeah. now it's the chest that's the little chest bit that looks like now they look a little more like little Tholian web. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. These are, mu- yeah. Cause I could actually imagine that these are just a reimagining of those suits mm-hmm. because they got the colorful bit. Those suits were fully silver like these ones are. And even the helmets kind of have that wraparound look. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. They that do. The Tholian web ones did. Hmm. I still think I like the season two discovery ones better than these uh, gonna, just a- aesthetically. But. I got to see them side all by together. Side. What are you going to say, Chris? I was just saying, I got to see them side by side. All right, well, here they are. We have our our screen where we have all the costumes we've been talking about together. You can now also see them all up on on the Tumblr. You can see this particular slide where now you can more easily compare the Tholian web costume with the Discovery costume and the the Strange New Worlds costumes. Yeah, I think Jake's right. Like the, the Strange New Worlds ones are even more directly, let's redesign the Tholian web ones with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, there's definitely the the inspiration in this discovery ones as well. Yeah, yeah, I think if we're doing tops and bottoms, sure. I think I think my top would have to be the discovery season two. Yeah, that one. Bottoms. It's hard to say because I don't think any of them are like shit. T A S. That's not even I mean, a suit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was not even going to count it <laughs> no, because I know. it's not a suit. But like, I mean, yeah. Honestly speaking, yeah, it's the worst. But just like it's totally aesthetically and in terms of practicality, I'm going to have to say my least favorite would be Discovery Season 1. Um, oh, with the big bulbous head. Yeah, yeah she, she looks it, like a football player. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm honestly, I'm just not going to include the TAS one in my calculations because yeah, no, no, it's, it's not a suit. No, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, mostly a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, I'm very torn between Discovery Season 2 and Strange New Worlds because they're very, they're both very similar to each other. Yeah. So it's just kind of a, which one do I like, like, the one little thing that's different best? And it might, it might go to Strange New Worlds. I think I'm going to give it to Strange New Worlds. Mm. Myself. Yeah, I just liked the colored spandex. That's No, true. that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But I, I don't know, there's something... It's it like feels the, like the, it feels like a bigger nudge to the Tholian web. I'm surprised you didn't say the Tholian web one, Jay, because I know you love that one. Oh, that one's great, but it's I think also it's great. Insane. I think it's fantastic, uh, but yeah, it's not. It's not actually that practical. <laughs> it's a, it it's, is the most costumey one. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to give my least favorite to that Into Darkness speed skating suit. <laughs> hmm. That's fair. That's Just because no, it's it's. Not a fucking Eevee suit, guys. Yeah, I, I don't... Mm, I don't really hate any of them, but I think I'm gonna give my least favorite to, uh, Volcano Spock suit. Aha. Uh-huh. Just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. You just can't handle it. The cod piece? The cod Is piece. it the cod piece? <laughs> <laughs> That's its only redeeming feature. <laughs> <laughs> Like in that in that photo specifically, it's so it's like highlighted. Yeah, it's got like it's, it's got even, lens flare coming off. Of it. <laughs> it's got two right where his nuts are. It's like, <laughs> ball That's loins, has loins a... flare. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Caitlin. That's excellent. Thank you. Uh, right, what, what do you like, by the way? I don't know. I really don't like the TAS one. <laughs> 
or sorry, TOS, the um, Spock oh. one. Oh, this one? Yeah, I think it looks goofy. That's TMP. Oh, well, it's dumb. That one. I don't like I don't like that one. Which one do I like? I don't know. I feel like for all that it's ridiculous and terrible, I really do kind of like Disco Season 1 just because it looks so fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like in a way, I feel like since it's supposed to be like earlier than TOS, like mm-hmm. to me, it's kind of like how in Robert Pattinson's The Batman, he like doesn't really know what he's doing. I feel like Starfleet doesn't really know what they're <laughs> doing yet, you know, and I forgive them for making a bunch of bad decisions. I mean, that's that's what Enterprise is for. Was, yeah, I was going to say, like, the, I'd agree with that if the Enterprise ones weren't, like, also quite good. <laughs> See, I, I'm looking at it now, and all I'm thinking, all I'm picturing is, like, Michael Jackson wearing that in, like, uh Okay, well, like now you've video. ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Michael Jackson wearing that, luring children. Get out of here. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm like the idea of Michael Jackson. <laughs> I not, actually, not the actual person. I actually also kind of do like the um, Star Trek 09. Like, I don't feel like it's very Eevee suity necessarily, but I like the design because it's kind of sleek and nice. And for mm-hmm. what they're doing, the skydiving whatever thing, it makes sense because it feels like it would be aerodynamic. Yeah. And, comf- and comfy. Yeah. It does look real comfy. You so can I, fence in it. I would like that one to be my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Zip me in, I'm skydiving into dreamland. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't I don't like the motion picture one. I really don't care for the um, Lower Decks one. Yeah, it seems... It seems like they're not... Because like, usually what they do in Lower Decks is they try to pay homage to something. And I don't see any homage to an existing Star Trek suit. I think this. I can see it as kind of an evolution of the uh first contact suit in a, yeah. in a way yeah i think that really comes down to just it needs so to be many, animated so yeah and so many of these suits have so much extraneous blibbery on the outside and they were like no fucking no we can't do that much detail blibbery. yeah but yeah. she just kind of looks like eve from wally <laughs> yeah that is true that is true all right well let's wrap that up so that we can get on to wrapping things up, because we have more to do next week. Ooh. Uh, make sure that you are following that Tumblr, as I said, where you can see all those images, and you can pick your favorite EV suit, and you can go for your own little spacewalk. Uh, Yay, next week, space we're doing walk. something different, like we do. Our episodes for then are going to be Pathfinder and Fairhaven. So definitely join us on SoundCloud or the Apple one or the Google one or whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, check us out next week for those. You can also check out all of our other podcast episodes. They're all up there. Listen to them all. Binge them while you're cycling. Mm. We also do Facebook and Twitter-ish. That's about it. That's it for me. This has been, uh, I, I can't think of a good sign out. This has been Ames. Damn this it. This has been Loins Flare. <laughs> Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and this has been Chris, occasionally accompanied by Ember. Thank you, Ember. Woof. Woof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We found him. No, he found us. And he's Uh. got a gun. (laughs) 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 Something happened to Chris. Because now I'm just picturing Finding Nemo 2. 
he found us and he's got a gun. <laughs> I want that poster. <laughs>